When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to, wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to su- wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Hey everybody, this is another bonus episode from Fantastic Fest for Horror Movie Night, and I'm sitting here with Ryan, the director of the Mortuary Collection. Uh, now, anybody who listens to this podcast knows I love anthology films, so the second this was announced, I had to sit down with Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. All right. So here's the thing. And I realized this early on. I actually talked to the publicist outside. With anthology films, it's very hard to discuss them and not spoil Uh what makes them great. Uh So instead of talking about the Mortuary Collection, guys, go see it as soon as it's available. Keep your eyes open for it. I want to talk to you just about anthology films for a little bit. It's my favorite what to you what to you is the let's say top three top three anthology Ooh. films for you man that's tough it it's funny because when I did go into doing this i was I, the, the big emphasis was I wanted to make the master horror horror anthology film i mean not, not I wanted to personally, but I wanted to take all of my favorite segments from the different ones and put them together into the one sort of make like a mixtape like a mixtape yeah. yeah because I feel like almost all anthology films have there's always the one segment you love. Yeah. Then there's like the filler segment. I mean, never. It's right? it's. I mean, even something like it's going to be blasphemy to say this, but like Creep Show Two. As much as I like it, there's a little bit of filler there with Chief Woodenhead. Like it, it yes. to me that movie doesn't start till the raft. Yes. Yes. That I. But I love the raft so much that <laughs> that movie is so high on my list. But I actually watched it. I mean, I've seen it a hundred times. I watched it again recently, and I was like. There's a lot of filler. Yeah, it's it's one. kind of a one segment movie, really. Yes, and, and Chief Woodenhead, um, and I like the uh, the Hitchhiker and Chief Woodenhead are good, but they're not worth the twenty minutes to the punchline. Exactly, and I think that wasn't the Hitchhiker originally supposed to be in the first Creep Show. I think. I think so. Yeah, I think it was. You got to need a lift or uh, one of. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for the ride. Thanks lady. for the ride, lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I watched. It. I gotta re rewatch it now. Um, my favorite. Oh man, top three. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna. I have to say, Creepshow. It just it, it's it's the movie that I saw a billion times as a kid. The thing about it that always, uh, as as a kid, I remember the animated pieces of it. I love, and I used to not like those, and now I think they're the most. That and the fucking the puppet of the creep outside the window 
just Dude. works so well. So well, so creepy. <laughs> Uh, does no dialogue. He's like the he's like the opposite of the crypt keeper, right? Yeah. He's like he's like quietly like sort of lur- lurking. Um, but I remember as a kid, like the animated parts would lure me in in a way. Like every time I'd watch it, I'd be like, "Oh right, it's a kids movie. Yeah, it's animated." And then I'd see the horror, and I'd be like, "Oh, this isn't right." But it like happened every time, like consistently. <laughs> I'd see the cartoon, and me and my siblings would be watching it. We'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is for kids." And then it'd be scary, and we're like, "Oh, it's really scary." It's weird how you like, like your, a child's brain kind of resets every time. The first episode of Tales from the Crypt I ever saw was the last episode of Tales from the Crypt because it's a cartoon, oh. The Third Pig with Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is just going to be oh, like a Tom yeah. and Jerry cartoon. And yes. I was like, what is happening? Like, Yes, I forgot about that one. <laughs> that's, it's always stuck in my brain because it fucked me up so bad. Because they did like the kids' animated series, the uh-huh. Tales from the Crypt Keeper or uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, the Crypt Keeper is like kid friendly. And uh-huh. no, it is not. <laughs> it, it's not. It, it's funny how that works. And I think, I, I guess it was Creep Show 2 that was more heavy into the animation because I think they had like a. Um, there was a whole thing where they were supposed to do a live action wraparound and I think they ran out of money. So they did an animated one to sort of fill it in. That's why you have like this sort of animation spliced in with Tom Savini as yeah. the creep. So it was like a piece of live action. Do you remember that? Yeah, it seems weird to think of a scenario where the animation is a cheaper option than the live action filming. It does. I was thinking that same thing, but but they they like sourced it out in like Germany or something. That makes sense. I don't know. Um, Tales from the Crypt. I think the original. Okay. The Amicus Tales from the Crypt. Uh, I think is would be right up there. And then I'm really fond of body bags. Okay. Okay. Um, but I haven't seen it for a while, so I, I having revisited Creep Show two recently. Now I'm like I gotta watch Body Bags again to see if it holds up how I remember. I'll tell you the one that I was thinking of while watching the Mortuary Tales. The perfect double feature for me is actually my favorite anthology film, which is Tales from the Hood. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Because yes. it, yes. it has a slightly similar framework. Which I was it, nervous about. Yeah, but it's not. That. It's definitely, like, when I say that, it's not the same punchline, right. listeners. Right. But it's, right. you know, a right. guy in a place with a lot of dead bodies telling right. stories about dead bodies. So it's right. a similar framework. Right. But, yeah, that movie... Wait, isn't the iconic line in that, Welcome to hell, motherfuckers! <laughs> oh, God, Clancy Williams III just crushes oh, it in that movie. Dude, so good, so good. <laughs> I know, it's funny, this this movie must have been hugely inspired, kind of accidentally, by that movie, because I do remember I was, I was writing, I was like, Oh, this is such an original, fresh idea. A mortician, <laughs> how perfect. And then we got in, I started writing more, I was like, no, this is Tales from the Hood. Yeah, this is very Tales from the Hood. Okay. Um, I can't have criminals walking in. Okay, let me change that up. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, I, I love that movie too. That's an underrated movie too. I feel like, not by the people in the know, but I don't feel like most people have seen that. No, movie. and I, I think the name throws people off because I don't think they realize how serious yes. it is. Yes, absolutely. What I really liked about... Oh, From a Whisper to a Scream. That's Oh, movie. that's a great one. <sighs> that one with the, the head wrapped in... Oh. Uh. <laughs> Which also I think was produced... Was that Hammer? That wasn't Hammer. Who was that? I, 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 that there, there was there's a connection between that one and Tales from the Hood. I think yeah. it's the same producer. Well, the, oh, it is. I remember. I can't remember who the producer is, yeah. but I remember that on the commentary track. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I feel like he, uh, Darian. Maybe Scott. Darian Scott. I think that's right. That sound right? I think that sounds that sounds I like a person's right. name. He's awesome. <laughs> we we made a um, when we were making this movie, uh, it started out. So I wrote the movie, and everyone was like, "We don't want to make horror anthologies," and I was like. Maybe I'll make a segment and should prove you wrong. So I actually made one of the shorts first. Uh, it's called The Babysitter Murders. Which is, you know, they're all great, but definitely my favorite of... Oh, thanks. Because I love slasher movies, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
you're touching anthology and slasher in one movie. Um, you've got my heart. Perfect. <laughs> like, well, I remember we made that, and uh, when I was doing, I did a Kickstarter, and um, part of my Kickstarter was like, oh, I want to make a, uh, a documentary about horror anthologies because I feel like people don't. Know. I was I was like meeting people, and they're like, what's an anthology? I'm like, what? You don't know what an anthology? How is? dare you? How <laughs> dare you? And so I um, I made this a little documentary called We Come in Pieces mm-hmm. uh, with my producing partner Ben Hethcote, and we uh, went around and we interviewed. Uh, Darren Scott, we interviewed Michael Doherty, we got some of the VHS guys, we did Joe Dante, we basically just sat down and we talked about horror anthologies like past, present, and future. Like, what makes them great? Why do you think they're struggling? And and how how do we make them come back? Yeah. Um, And it was just this, like, it was just such a, like, it was a a whole thing. I I had so much fun. I I have to see that because that sounds like right up my alley as well. It's on on YouTube, it's free. Perfect. Watch it. It's. I know it's what I'm really doing when cool. I get to the hotel tonight. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> and it's cool. Like, I remember talking to Joe Dante, and, and he was uh, really passionate about them. And he was like, he was like, everyone says they're hard to make, but they're great because you, you, you get a great actor, and you only need him for three days, and you're in and you're out, <laughs> and, and they're, they're fresh. And I remember he, he had all these great stories about Twilight Zone, the, the movie. And uh, it was, I was like, somehow I was like sitting there with Joe Dante, and I was like, I kind of just started doing this Kickstarter, and someone, I'm sitting here with Joe Dante. Like, I don't know how I did this, but I'm going to keep, keep rolling through it. And that his segment in the Twilight Zone movie, when it mm. hands down and shows that girl with no mm. mouth, it was nightmares for the rest of my life with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So what I really liked about your film, though, is that I think a lot of the time with anthology films, they all, all the stories have some type of central theme. Mm-hmm. And I'm making an assumption here, but I'm hoping that I'm not about to make an ass out of no, myself and you. It. it feels like with each one of these stories, you got to do your own mini version of some of your favorite subgenres of horror. Because none of them are the... You've got a slasher one, you've got like a tentacle, like a like Monst- an H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft monster uh-huh. type movie. Uh-huh. Like, There's so many segments. Was that the intention of like, I want to do these types of movies, but 100%. in one movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and actually, the tentacle, uh, the tentacle segment was not in the original script. Um, that was like a late addition during production. We had a, a, an entirely different segment in there, and about half of the way through production, we were like, oh, we don't have enough money and time, and the movie's going to be two and a half hours long if we shoot this segment. So on the spur of the moment, we're like, okay, quick, we need something, one location, five minutes, that's fun. And I was like, this is a blessing, because I didn't have a, mon- a creature feature, and creature feature is my heart yeah uh, and so and we need an them HBO to come podcast. back we, we, I mean it, it's gonna be my mission that, that's that, that's <laughs> next thing creature feature um, but that was the sort of that was the the way that I was like okay now I got a monster great we got it all we got ghosts <laughs> we got monsters we got slashers okay we've covered all the like all the bases got a little body horror um, so yes it was it was it was uh, the intention was to be diverse and there's also that thing as a first time filmmaker where there's kind of like I might never do this again I'm gonna do everything right here yeah why not and, and so we did that and, and the motto, I remember through production, the motto was always like, if someone came up with a really cool idea, no matter how hard it was, we had to do it. Yeah. We're like, oh, we got, oh, anti-gravity in an elevator? Well, we have to do that now. So we just <laughs> brought that up. Um, and so it was, it, it was hard, uh, and it took a long time, but it was, I think, worth it in the end to see, it's just so crammed full of things. Yeah. Um, in a way that, like, even I'm like, when you just put it on your computer and you, like, scrub through it, it's just like, ugh. What is this? <laughs> well, and I think that uh, starting it with such a short story also kind of throws you off because there was a part where I was like, oh, is this just going to be like a collection of like right. little five right. minute vignettes? Right. And then, you know, you get, hit them with the next story, which is a pretty lengthy and uh, 
bit of like a comedy of errors, but in the most gory. It's probably the most Tales from the Crypt e story in the movie. Yeah, I would say so for sure. <laughs> the unprotected, you mean? The... Oh shit! Oh no! <laughs> I was thinking of the elevator. The, the third one. one. Yep. Yeah, got him. It right. was a late screening. <laughs> oh, I know, man. I know. I know. Um, I had to wait all day. I had to be stressed all day. <laughs> Were you happy with the response from the actual midnight crowd? I was. I think it's really hard when you make a thing and you're seeing it for the first time. You're kind of like. You're kind of like in your own head yeah. most of the time. Uh, it seemed like it was a good response. Um, it, it's funny because you, you want these big responses, but then I kind of realized also like the movie, is, there's like, it, it's not a movie that, that, that warrants big responses except for some sort of key moments. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of like you're in your own head trying to process like, okay, yes, they like it. Okay, they're laughing. Okay, they seem scared. They're quiet. Um, but you never know. You, I think you walk out, and I think most filmmakers creatives artists I'm sure you understand You're, it's always self-hating you're always like mm, I think oh. it wasn't as loud it wasn't as cool but I but then today the responses that I've been getting from people who have been sort of coming up to me in the festival just even in the brief little times that I sort of walk through the main hall has been amazing like re- reaffirming and, and wonderful and I think like this is the the festival to be at it's my favorite festival in the world and it's like and I'm like still haven't even processed that I'm here yeah um, so it's been very cool well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining Dude, us, absolutely, Ryan. Absolutely, man. Guys, go check out the Mortuary Collection. It's Is it coming to any other festivals that you can promote? Uh, yeah, we're playing in Toronto after dark. Okay. We're playing in Lund in Sweden in about a week. Ooh. And we're playing in Beirut. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, what is the name of that festival? So we're, we're, it, it's, it's so fresh. We're just like just beginning a festival rollout. Um, but hopefully we're going to do a, a healthy festival run because that's kind of my favorite part of it. Is there a good uh, social media or something where people can see the upcoming dates? Um, I would say just, I mean, Instagram would be great. I mean, I don't, we don't, the movie doesn't have a, have a thing, but I'm on Instagram or we hashtag the mortuary collection with like updates and everything. Uh, we have a Facebook page. I don't know if people use Facebook anymore. I, I mean, I, but, I, I do too, but <laughs> I'm just trying to seem cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you so much. Hello everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, Think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. <laughs> all right. So come on down to. Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.